Right about the time California, Oregon, Washington, and Idaho polls were closing, it looked all but certain President Trump was going to win. By 1 a.m., that picture had completely changed. By noon the next day, it was clear Biden was going to be declared the winner. So what does this mean for the 68 million conservative Americans who turned out to vote for President Trump? We'll discuss this and more in today's episode. Welcome to the Conservative's Guide to American Politics. My name is Ed Bejarana, and I am an otherwise happy-go-lucky conservative who enjoys life in North Idaho with his wife and two golden retrievers. For all intents and purposes, I keep to myself and figure folks should live and let live. You know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But I am frustrated watching the news. All I really tune in to see is the weather and maybe some local interest stories, but most of what they show me is their political bias and socialistic tendencies. The American media is no longer neutral. Instead, they use their megaphone to influence political power. The ideals of America have been hijacked by people who otherwise dislike or hate American ideology. I started this podcast as my way to fight back from my little slice of America. Call it a rallying cry for other common-sense conservatives to arm themselves against the onslaught of negativity. It is time the America-hating progressives hear from the silent majority. It is time for conservatives to stand up and be heard. I am not one to turn to conspiracy theories. It would be easy for me to pontificate about the evils of Democrats running the state voting apparatuses. But I choose to not focus on the negative and instead keep focused on what to do about it. Okay, let's take a little side trip. How many of you remember the 1946 Battle of Athens? It's also known as the McMinn County War. This is a case of election corruption that led to a very short civil war in Athens in Ethowa, Tennessee. So what happened? Well, 30 to 60 men decided the sheriff had gone too far with election interference. So they armed up and stormed the sheriff's office. The sheriff and about 200 deputies held up in the station and hid ballot boxes from the public. A battle ensued. Some people were injured, but interestingly, no one died in the battle, although thousands of rounds were fired. Obviously, I'm leaving out a lot of information about the battle. I invite you to look up the Battle of Athens and read about the events that led up to the fight. So why then am I bringing it up if I'm not going to talk about it? Well, on election day, I posted the following on my Facebook page. Quote, today is election day. While I believe Trump will win, I will accept the results and move forward. Can you? End quote. The ensuing comments on the post took off like a wildfire, with an overwhelming response from nearly 100 people saying no. For those who said no, they would not accept the results of the election if it seemed there was cheating. Well, here we are. There is strong suggestion of cheating. We don't yet have the evidence, and the legal steps 
have not yet been taken to try to resolve the issue. So are we ready to take action like the men in Tennessee? Allow me to be clear. For those who answered no to my Facebook post, the only resolution is to take up arms and go to war. Are they ready to take that action? Hold that thought for a moment. What does it mean to move forward? Well, actually, if Biden and Harris take office, I believe they will implement socialism in America. That is something I am not comfortable with. However, what is the reaction to this happenings? What are the choices to confront the challenges? Let's not skip over this very important fact. Nearly 73 million Americans voted for Joe Biden. Okay, I will accept there are potentially hundreds of thousands of illegal ballots. But that still leaves over 70 million Americans who appear to be cool with socialism. They appear to be in favor of big government, nationalized health care, restrictions on Second Amendment rights, taxing those who do to pay for the bad choices of those who don't. That is a really big deal to someone like me. Let me, let, let me simplify the question. With 70 million people supporting the fundamental transformation of America, who do we fight? If I can be so bold, who gets shot? Who gets arrested? Who will stand with me against the 70 million plus Americans who believe in what they are doing? Is that the right reaction? Is war the only option? Let's agree on one point. War is one of the options. Civil war is the very last option, but it is absolutely an option. But I don't believe we are at that point. My wife and I were both born and raised in Central California. California used to be a conservative state. <laughs> it, it is the state that elected Ronald Reagan as governor and then again as president of the United States. However, over the years, California changed. The conservative values were replaced by free love, free money, and free loaders. In 2003, we decided to leave California at the first opportunity. In October of 2003, we left California. Now, we, we thought we were moving to a purple conservative Oregon. <laughs> Oops. That once red state turned blue. So in 2016, my wife and I did better research and picked North Idaho as our new home. Do you see the point? Do you see my thought process? When it was obvious I couldn't influence change in the place where I lived, then I moved. Before you think I ran away without a fight, I invite you to search on my name and read some of the newspaper articles about me. For a decade, I was a political activist and then a serving city councilor. I fought the good fight and lost. The overwhelming numbers of people wanting socialism in Oregon convinced me it was a losing battle. Why would I stay in a place 
where the ruling class worked to take my hard earnings and give to people who refused to work. There certainly was another option. Going to war was an option, but with hundreds of thousands of people working against me in Oregon, what was the likelihood of success? When making options, we must consider all the variables. In my case, I am self-employed. I run an internet marketing business. I can do what I do anywhere on planet Earth that I have an internet connection. After talking with my customers, I learned they were totally cool with me moving. Most of them wish they too could move with me. <laughs> so I exercised the option that provided the best possible outcome for my personal situation. My wife and I moved to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Let me brag a little here and say this is a very nice conservative place to live. So what is the point of today's episode? The first story was about a civil war, and the second story was about moving. It's also known as fight or flight. It is a basic human instinct. When faced with an attack, our emotional self makes a decision to either stand and fight or run and live another day. As a podcast titled Conservative's Guide to American Politics, when faced with political assault, we first must decide if we are going to fight or flee. So let's go back to my Facebook post. For those who commented that they would not accept election results that were obviously corrupt, here we are. It was corrupt. No question about it. So what are you going to do about it? One of the important things is vote. <laughs> there are roughly 202 million Americans who are 18 years old or older. If half of America is conservative, then there are roughly 100 million conservatives. So why did President Trump only earn 63 million votes? What happened to the other 37 million? Okay, this is not that podcast. I'm not going to chastise anyone about voting, especially you, because I know you voted. I would just be preaching to the choir. While I'm not going to go there, let me explore one aspect of voting. I've been legal to vote for over 34 years. I am a student of history, and I am very knowledgeable of American history since 1865. In the election, it was most obvious the importance of voting. No question. Everyone in America knew voting was paramount to protecting our very way of life. Yet 34% of conservative voters didn't feel it important enough. I am disappointed with the outcome, but going to war doesn't seem like the right answer to the problem. I mean, if 34 million conservatives did not feel it was important enough to vote, what percentage of them do you think would agree to go to war over the cheating? For that matter, what percentage of the 63 million who did vote do you believe would stand on the firing line and fight against Americans who voted against conservative values. No, war is not yet the answer. And thus, that is why a guide such as this exists. What should we do, short of pulling out our guns and shooting people? 
Let's talk about self-reliance. Do you know how to make a loaf of bread from scratch? How about uh, cleaning a bird for dinner? Can you cook without natural gas or, for that matter, a stove? Many of you probably answered yes. You know how to do all of these things. But can you do those things? Do you practice those skills? Do you have the necessary outside cookware? Have you cooked over an open fire in the last year or two? Do you have the necessary utensils? What does self-reliance have to do with American politics or conservative values? Answer, nothing directly. How we react to things has a lot to do with our individual life confidence. If you have the means to survive without government assistance, you are less likely to be controlled by government. Democrats and progressives have worked very hard over the last 40 years to make as many people as possible dependent on government assistance. They love illegal aliens because then they had a ready-made crowd of dependents. Give them free stuff, health care, education, housing, child care, groceries, etc. And they will be far less likely to fight you when you start tapping down on their rights. The first step to taking back America is taking back control of your own life. Rather than looking to others to change, look at yourself. I am a news junkie. My my wife often tells me I watch way too much news. She does so because the news is so negative. She worries that it might have a negative impact on my emotional state. What she doesn't realize is I watch and read so much news so I can have a head start on things that might happen. Case in point. In December 2019, I saw a little story about a virus outbreak in China. At that time, four people had died, and officials didn't know anything about the virus. Really, this is an actual event. The bird flu originated from China, as does hundreds of other bugs. Being that I have a heart condition, I pay attention to the risks. By late December, I was alarmed by the news so much (laughs) that I told Kay, my wife, that I was going to stock up on raw goods just in case. The visible eye roll was so big that I actually said something. By the last week of January, I had purchased 25 pounds of beans, rice, and flour. By February, I was practicing basic cooking for survival. When the virus hit, we were ready. Fortunately, neither Kay or I have caught the coronavirus. At this point, I believe the treatment options would keep us alive. Back in January of 2020, I didn't think we would survive the virus. But I knew we had the means to survive off-grid for weeks, if need be. And thus... I was not worried by the national panic that struck in early March. They say knowledge is power. Sure, but preparation is freedom. Over the next few weeks, we'll discuss preparation that empowers you to be a conservative leader. No, I'm not talking about becoming a a conservative prepper, but rather empowering you to look inward to improve what is in your control so you are less susceptible to any adverse impacts 
Biden and crew might introduce. I've said numerous times the difference between a liberal and a conservative is liberals put their faith in their politicians, where conservatives don't trust any politician. We all need to live our own life and stop seeking handouts from the government. Once socialism is implemented nationally, shortage will become a national norm. Those who are dependent for everything from the government will crumble and crawl for their basic survival. But we will thrive in an environment where government spends all of its time coddling the helpless who vote them into power. Prepare now for the possibility of socialism in America and regain the independent spirit Americans had back in 1776. Our example will serve as a beacon for those who've been enslaved by the progressive dogma and become the new American movement for freedom and liberty. Last point, I believe in God. Last evening, I was exchanging text messages with a friend. He wrote, quote, thank you for all your help. Keep the prayers going up for this election. God's not done yet, end quote. I wrote back, quote, Sometimes God does things we don't understand. No matter who is elected, I know God has a plan, and I fully accept he will reveal my role in his plan when the time is right. We all need to put our trust in God and turn to our faith. While I've always liked things President Trump did for our country, he was just a man of the moment God sent for our benefit. His time in office was going to be short and the job of fixing America incomplete when he left office. President Trump said so many times that the left hates him because he was fighting for us. It, it, it was a great soundbite, is a great soundbite. But in reality, the left hates us and took out their hatred on President Trump. That is different. President Trump acted as a shield for conservatives for four years, and now he might be gone. If Democrats take the Senate then the time when we must stand on our own against the onslaught of negativity will be upon us. But we are not alone. We've never been alone. When we look back at our footsteps of life and see only one set of prints, remember, those are the time God was carrying us. I thank God for the time we had with Donald Trump as President of the United States. And if that time should end this coming January, then so be it. I am a soldier of God, and I will do everything in my power to maintain my independence from government tyranny. And most important, I will continue to pray to God every day for the strength and wisdom to serve my family and my country the way he sees fit. God bless you and your family. And thank you for listening. This has been an episode of The Conservative's Guide to American Politics. I hope you've gained new knowledge that helps you in your day-to-day -day struggle to navigate the minefield of liberal ideals. Please share this episode with your conservative friends and help them gain the strength needed to face the progressive assault against America. The stance we take today 
will determine our future and the future of our children. Like this podcast and help send a message to the progressives. Stand proud of your conservative ideology. Bring together your neighbors and look not for the shelter of silence. Visit www.cgap.today for notes from this episode and all past episodes of the Conservative's Guide to American Politics. Speak your mind, exercise your right to free speech, or one day the idea of America might only be a note in history.